Online communities, classroom culture, and personal relationships have something in common. Whether it's forming a strong emotional bond, feeling included and accepted, or having an attachment to others, feeling like we belong makes us happy. Ever wonder why? Join me, Dr. Eileen Winokur, for my bi-weekly podcast, Journeys to Belonging, as I discuss my personal and professional experiences with belonging and interview educators and others as they share their stories of belonging. At the end of every episode, I'll offer advice about how we can all feel like we belong. Okay. Hi, everybody. I am so excited to welcome a special, extra special guest to this episode's Journeys to Belonging. And I think we'll probably get into how we met, but this is a really important person in my life. She's uh, one of my most favorite and important mentors and uh, uh, my BFF, really. So uh, who I'd like to introduce you to is Barbara Bray. And I talked a little bit about Barbara, but what I'd really like to do is for Barbara to tell you about herself and the things that she's doing right now and the things that she believes are important about, about her bio. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Eileen, I am uh, touched about what you said. I, and just, I want to let your audience know that the first time I met you, I, it's like, I've known you forever. So we are like BFFs, like you said, and um, this is a real special podcast you've created. I, I'm, I'm really honored and honored to know you. So thank you so much for having me on here. A little yes. bit about me. Will? Yes, please. <laughs> uh, let's see. Well, I have my own podcast. It's a Rethinking Learning podcast, and you've been on my show, so I'm really grateful for that because, yes. like I said, yes. we, we care about each other a lot. That's right. And um, I am now working on uh, over 100 conversations and learning how to have better conversations myself. So that's one of the things that I've been working on. I've written uh, three books. First two were on a co-author on personalized learning. And I just finished one called Define Your Why. And it's all about the stories. And Eileen even wrote a story for me in my book. Yes. Yeah, I was really excited to be asked by you to, to offer, um, to write a vignette for the book. And I, I love where you placed it also. And we'll get into your book a little bit more. What, what is the specific title? Because I love the, the subtitle to it, the whole title. What is it? Ah, well, the, it's Define Your Why, Own Your Story So You Can Live and Learn on Purpose. Yeah. And it's really all about the stories. Um, and the way I found that out is because of the conversations I've had with people. And also I'm a coach and I have a program called my e-coach. I've had that for some time and people reach out to me uh, that I know they, they, right now during this time, there's a lot of people that are struggling and some of the stories I've heard really have touched my heart. So I figured that if I can, like you share 
um, in a podcast or a book or some way, the stories that people are going through, it's, uh, it helps other people feel like they're not the only one. Um, right. Right. So that's Which, kind of a shortened of what I do. I have a few I other know, things. <laughs> I know. I know. I, I, when I looked at you before we started taping and I said short bio, you sort of looked up and I thought, uh-oh, <laughs> I know that's hard for you to do because, uh, well, they'll just have to get the book, that's all, and, and find out more about you because you do talk to take three people through your own life as a reflection of why you wrote the book and so forth. So I highly recommend it, but I'll ask a question a little bit later about the book. The first question relates to how we met because I think that is one of the first impressions I had about you. I had been following you on Twitter for a while because I was so impressed with your depth and breadth of knowledge and education and your love for helping other educators and support and your experience and expertise. And then when I actually met you, it was really amazing because I thought, oh my gosh, a superstar in education. How, how, how did she think of meeting me? So tell, tell us about how you met me. And then I want you to relate it to that whole idea of networking and connecting and why that's important to you and, and how that really helps people to feel like they belong. Well, okay. We were at um, the Badge Summit. It's a pre-conference to uh, ISTE. And that was in 2017, right? Right. I think that's right. And um, I looked around the room and I, whenever I see someone sitting alone, I always like to sit with them. And I, I just feel it's really important to connect, especially at a conference that big. So when I sat down to you and we started talking, I just knew. It's almost like, um, you know, when you say sense of belonging? Yes. I felt like we belonged together. Wow. We talk, And the funny thing is we didn't stop talking <laughs> all night long. We talked for hours. We went, yeah. it was just. And now we, when we, when we can go to conferences, we room together. We do these kinds of talks together. And uh, I, I just feel really connected to you. And I think the other thing I tried to do is I wanted you to meet some people. I personally, I have to say, say something. I didn't know you yeah. knew me before. <laughs> oh, yes, of course. I, oh, I'm I, sure really most, I hope that most of my, our listeners or my listeners know about you. And if they don't, they definitely need to follow you. So at the end, when, when they, you know, when you tell us where to find you, I hope that they actually look for you because it's really important. So yes, but, yeah, I don't. But you never who, told me that before. After all this really? time, oh, see, yeah. all this, some <laughs> new information. Yeah, yeah, and I um, mean, for me, um, I'm very lucky. I have a good network of amazing people. And uh, the first thing we did was when we started walking around, it was in San Antonio, I said, oh, you have to meet Joanne Jacobs, then you have to meet Mavina, and then you have to meet Shelley Terrell, and then you have to meet, you know, there was all these people right yes. there. Yes. I said, I, I think that if I'm a connector, I've always been a connector. And I feel that it's really important when people, um, I don't want people feeling alone. 
And I've seen some people who go to a conference and don't know anybody and they're sitting alone and they never really have that experience yeah. of, of learning from other people other than, you know, at a, you know listening to someone uh, present. And mm-hmm. I think it's really important to sit down and really get to know people because um, that's, and now you can do it virtually. Yeah. And that used to be me, Barbara. That used to be me. I would go to a conference. I'd sit in the room. I'm generally a, a shy person, but um, you helped me out of my shell. So thank you. That's why I consider <laughs> you such a, one of my top mentors because I, used to, I sort of try not to emulate you, but I think it's important. I've seen the benefits of, of what, you, what you're talking about in terms of connecting and networking. And it's one of the things I talk to people about now also, especially, especially as women, but for, for anybody really, we need, we need to sort of come out of ourselves. And if you don't ask, you know, you don't get. So you talked about networking and connecting and so forth. Have you been doing that for a while or is that something recent? No, I started, I'll just tell you a real quick story. Um, I, I was very active in Q, which was at one point computer using educators. And this was in, I think, the early 90s, I had, uh, I knew a lot of librarians at that time. I was working with them and I was walking down uh, the exhibit hall and I got to a intersection and a librarian walked up and I started talking to her and another librarian came up and I said, oh, hi, you know, Roxanne, I'd like you to meet, you know, Connie. And and they go, oh, I don't know you. And I said, well, you guys have to talk to each other. Oh, (laughs) and then while I was there, another librarian came up. And they didn't know each other. And I started, I introduced them. And I realized at that point, this is my job. I need to, if I can, you know, if I meet people that are um, like-minded. So now that's what I do with my Twitter chat. And I try to do online. And I'm hoping to do more where I can bring more people in like a Zoom call or, um, you know, another way. Because I think it's really important to connect people that uh, have some ideas that they want to share and collaborate on. Yeah. You, you mentioned uh, the book that you've just written, define your why. And I I've been reading it and I highly recommend it to everyone, but um, you, you published it and it really talks about finding your purpose. And I think especially now, I mean, always it's important for us to find our purpose, especially as educators who tend not to either feel that they have the time or take the time to, to reflect on where we're at and if it's really our passion and what we want to be doing. And at one point in the book, uh, near the beginning, uh, I love the way the book is set up, by the way. So if you can talk a little bit about that, that would be great. But what you, you mentioned, what if everyone started addressing their why now? And I think, I know you didn't know that we were going to be in a crisis at this point when you wrote mm-hmm. the book, but it was published at the end of February, right about the time that the crisis began. And it's so pertinent now. It's pertinent always, but especially now because people mm-hmm. feel so stressed out. And so if you could talk about that a little bit and, and talk about the book and how you feel uh, defining your why and finding your purpose sort of comes into that whole idea of connecting and finding your sense of belonging. Um, <laughs> you said that's that a lot. I know, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So um, 
I, you know, this book did come out at a uh, inopportune time because um, I was going to be ta talking about this at several keynotes and things, right. but I yeah. realized it actually is an opportune time because um, what I, people have, like I said, are calling me or talking to me about not having a purpose right now, especially educators are feeling um, really stressed out and families are very stressed out. And we have to rethink what our purpose is. Is education really all about content or, or is it, you know, my whole thing is to really reevaluate where we are uh, as our purpose at that time. And uh, my purpose was to get my book out, let everybody know about it. Well, that's, I'll have to do it differently. I have to think about purpose in a different way. And one of the things is I'm, I'm trying to be here for others. Um, teachers are trying to reach out and connect with their students. Um, and not every child has access. It's not always equitable. Um, there's a lot of struggles right now. Families are in distress because they're not even sure about money right now. And, and there's so many things. So I think that if I, there's this chapter six is on Ikigai. That, right. I, Okay, and that is the Japanese concept for the meaning of life. And they say there's no word for retirement. It's about what is it that is that sweet spot in your life, even if you're struggling. And that's one of the kind of chapters that I always go back to myself when I'm having trouble is what do I love? You know, what does the world need? What am I good at? And what is my value? My value has changed. Mm -hmm. And I think I want some people to look at that. What is it that you can do if it's one thing that you can do today that gives you value, makes you feel good? I mean, I, I told Eileen that I'm actually working on a puzzle right now <laughs> to calm me because I was really stressed. And I think what I want to do is just get my calmness back and find my um, that part of me that uh, I can relax enough so I can figure out where I'm going to go in my next step. Yeah. So your why can change because of the circumstance. Does that yeah, make sense? Ab absolutely. Absolutely. And w what I like about the focus and what you just talked about in terms of starting with Ikigai is the focus on yourself. And several of my guests have talked about you can't really reach outward and find that sense of belonging in other places until you've assessed how you feel you belong within yourself. Noah Daniel calls it self-word, and she mm -hmm. teaches her students oh, about self-word. And the whole idea is how do I value myself? How do I reflect on what I want? What are the things that, that I need? What is my purpose, which is what your book is about, and what you talk to a lot of people about. And so that whole focus begins with ourselves. And so taking time now, even in the rush of everything that's going on and the fact that we may have children at home and we're trying to teach them and we have responsibilities for our students and, and to our you know, husbands or wives and our family members, that it's so important for us to make sure that we're okay with ourselves before we try to reach out to everybody else. 
And that's one of the, the themes that seems to be coming out over and over in my discussions uh, for the podcast is this idea of let's find out. But I never really thought about it as finding your why. But I think that's a big part of it, don't you? I do, but I do think that one of the things about Ikigai is what the world needs. What happens is you're part of this community and what people are finding is they've lost that sense of belonging. They don't connect uh, as much as they could. They're connecting for the wrong reasons. or they're, And I think that um, for me, I need to see my family occasionally. I, I can't see them face to face. So I need a way to do that. Um, I need a way to play. And mm-hmm. so I have friends that I can play with online too. Yeah. But I'm, and my husband, you know, I, mm-hmm. right now I only see him occasionally because he's taking care of his mom. So it is, um, it can be very lonely right now for people. And so sometimes they lose their themselves when they're alone, they're in their thoughts, they're thinking, um, it, it just seems scary where sometimes you need to connect to others. And that's why I said I'm a connector. I also found that I need that also. And it doesn't mean that you're trying to be selfish, taking care of yourself. You still need to take care of yourself first. It's like put your mask on first, and then you can be there for others. Yeah. I know Brene Brown talks about the idea of vulnerability, and I know you do also. Mm -hmm. And, and, it's, it's difficult to put yourself out there. I know that, you know, you had a discussion uh, at the beginning of the week as sort of an extra part of your podcast where you, you talk about how you were feeling. And, and it's not easy, but I think we have to try, try to do that because I think people need to see that it's okay and that we're all together in this. And mm-hmm. I'm not the only one feeling that way. Um, and being able to connect to people through our vulnerabilities, which we usually don't think of it that way, right? Well, I did that mainly because people were calling me and telling me some of them horrendous things. And I was worried about them. And I wanted to know that you're not alone in this. There's a lot of us are afraid. We might be putting on a, you know, a happy face, just so we want other people to think right. that we're doing okay. But I think that this is a scary time. And I, if I'm a role model and you're a role model, we need to let them know that we're, you're not alone. There are times I cry. There are times I'm scared. There are times where I take risks and I fail. Sometimes I write something and I wish I didn't. <laughs> so, uh, or say something I wish I didn't. Yeah, we but all have that. Yeah. We all have that. But it's yeah. that um, some people out there think they put us up on a pedestal because we do things we're human we make mistakes and we need to let people know that you know that's part of our why we learn from our mistakes right yeah excellent advice and so that leads me to the next uh part of the of the podcast which is what advice do you have uh in general for people for either finding your why or becoming more connected um, what what are some wisdoms that you can impart on all of us from all of your experiences, Barbara? Um, well, one is be grateful. Thank yourself. Write a note to you. Uh, 
say something. I mean, I love what uh, Jackie Gerstein put in at my book is she wrote to her, she talked about writing to her younger self her younger student. And I'm thinking if we can just remember that we're really valuable, there's some good things with all of us. And we got to remember us, that each of us is important. I have a gratitude jar. I write a note in it every day and a slip of paper. And that at the end of the week, I just reach inside and and read it. But I also Mm -hmm. write a note, a thank you note to my younger self for some of the things that I did. And then I also write, I forgive you for what you did. <laughs> oh, I love that, Barbara. What a great idea. I love those ideas. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know if we anyone would never, would... We, we would never think about doing that, but you know, actually writing it down, it might pass our mind or something like that, but yeah. actually, yeah. And Wonderful. I have post-it notes around the room with sayings. Sometimes I put them on the walls just because I have to say, you know, you're going to get through this. <laughs> Keep smiling. Oh, it's okay to cry today. You know, it's like we all have this right now. And I think, uh, I, you know, if I can just help with one small thing, I hope those are, you know, small enough that you could even do them. Yeah. Yeah, and there were, you know, easy things. Uh, I think it's something that even our children could be doing. And uh, it would be wonderful for them also because it gives us that pause to reflect and also brings us back to, yeah, I was there, but I made it through and now I can sort of see forward. But if we don't have those reminders, those Mm -hmm. physical written reminders, sometimes it's hard for us. We get caught up in, in our own thoughts, in our mind, and it's really hard for us to sort of pull ourselves out of them. So if we have this habit, of the mm-hmm. gratitude jar and, and being able to write those things down about our younger selves. That would be, that's really interesting. Yeah. I had never thought about doing that. I like it. Well, one more real quick. My yeah. granddaughter is, um, she uses Sims and she made me a mansion and, <laughs> and wow. she just said that. And so I get to see every time I do a FaceTime with her or I do some, uh, you know, it, I get to see what other room she created for us. So I love that children now have tools and she draws and she, and I think children can create if we can give them the same idea, but what is something good about you and create it and share it and create it in some way. I think that's another thing we can do instead of a worksheet. (laughs) Isn't that lovely? I had to add that. (laughs) Yeah, I love that. You know why? Because grandma's a lot of times gets the back cottage, but you get a mansion. Wow. Oh, you should see it. I even have a dock with a boat and everything. (laughs) Oh, so we're only true, but that's okay. At least that's the way she thinks of you. That's lovely. And it's only for the two of us. I can't even have her parents are my husband there it's just the two of us in this gigantic mansion Isn't yeah that, I love doesn't it. that make it more more special that it that she thought of that and and yeah. she wants to include you in that and then she can share it with you that's really fantastic i know it's so funny. barbara i hate to stop the conversation here because um i you know you and i can talk forever like you said mm-hmm. at the beginning but let people know hopefully we'll have you on again but let people know how they can find you uh, and uh, again, I highly recommend the book and I highly recommend following Barbara. So where can we find you, Barbara? Well, the best place is on my website, barbarabray.net. And then I have a tab for my book there with all the, I, I put up 
all the chapters and all the resources with the, you know, questions and things like that. And then Perfect. links on where they can get it if they want. Um, Twitter, I'm bbray27. Um, I'm on LinkedIn and Facebook. Um, yeah, but I, you know, you just have to do a search, Barbara Bray, I think that way, because the, you know how they have them, they're very long. It's either Barbara.bray or Barbara Bray. I can't remember. <laughs> Wonderful. Barbara, thank you so much for being on my podcast today. And I look forward to hopefully interviewing again in the future and finding out more about your story. Oh, thank you, Eileen. This was wonderful. Be sure to subscribe to my podcast, Journeys to Belonging. Um, and the next episode will be out in two weeks. In the meantime, you can connect with me on Twitter at Eileen Winokur, I-L-E-N-E-W-I-N-O-K-U-R, or on Instagram at Eileen underscore W. And you can also find my blog uh, at the website HTTPS colon forward slash forward slash cultures dot build. See you in two weeks. Thank you.